It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. That's right, it's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Hanging out with you after Bears Weekly. Taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776. On until 8 o'clock tonight, Abdallah has the night off. Chris Black with you here talking some football, talking some NFL, and obviously Chicago Bears as we just end uh, Bears Weekly and we continue that Bears conversation right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You know, as I kind of look at this uh, situation that the Bears find themselves in, the most interesting spot in all of the offseason in the NFL. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. They're on their Super Bowl parade party uh, festivities over the next couple of days. But really, the rest of the NFL has turned their attention towards the Chicago Bears. What will they do with the number one pick? Right, That's the number one storyline in the entire league here in the offseason. And it's such an interesting spot to be in if you're a Bears fan, if you're the Chicago Bears. Your team is not terrible. And I think that's what's always fascinating to me about this situation that the Bears find themselves in. Usually teams that are picking first overall, they're terrible teams. They're trash. They're teams that uh, have either just fired a head coach or they're a team that clearly doesn't have a clear answer at quarterback. They're teams that usually don't have good defensive uh, players. They're teams that are just in disarray. There's very few teams that wind up in this spot where they can draft a quarterback or do whatever they want with that number one pick. And the franchise is somewhat stable. I think back to the way the the Colts were able to land Andrew Luck. That team was not the worst team in the NFL because they were ran as the worst team in the NFL. They're the worst team in the NFL because Peyton Manning got injured. And then the opportunity arose where there was a legendary prospect quarterback that was coming out of school just as you hit. You're able to move off of Peyton Manning. You're able to draft Andrew Luck. And it all kind of just seamlessly worked out. Worked great for the Colts for a moment. You know, I you can't predict that a guy will retire early from the National Football League, but it worked out for the Colts. This Bears team is good. Now, let, let, let's not get crazy. They missed the playoffs. They're good when compared to other bad teams. That's why I saw a report earlier today from Sports Illustrated or what used to be Sports Illustrated. You know, they still have people who are blogging and writing uh, for their website. And that there's rumors out there that the perfect fit for Caleb Williams would be the Atlanta Falcons. And there was a whole column written about the best fit for Caleb Williams. Where would he go that he would have the most success? I read through it, and yeah, it makes good points that Atlanta would be a great fit for Caleb Williams. And it kind of disqualified the other teams at the top of the board. Your teams like the Patriots, the Commanders, and even the Chicago Bears. And it, it listed off various reasons to why Caleb Williams, his fit with Atlanta would make the most sense. He would have the most success. And like the one thing that I keep coming back to as a Bears fan is like, I think the national media sees the number one pick, Chicago Bears, 
And they forget the fact that one of the hottest teams from November on in last football season, in the last football season, it was the Chicago Bears. Their defense was great, one of the best in the league. And Justin Fields, when he played well, the Bears won games in November and December. I'll get it. We all lived it. We all watched it. You can throw back at me that the opponents were no good, this, that, and the other. But the truth of the matter is Matt Eberflus kept his job because the Bears won football games in the final two months of the season. That's a fact. That's what happened. The players played for him. So when I look at it, and I see things that are online suggesting that Caleb Williams would not be a good fit with the Chicago Bears, I, I laugh to myself. Are we forgetting that this team won seven games last year? They need to go get the game-changer at quarterback. But the foundation of the franchise is set. You got a good defense built on young talent, especially in your secondary. Montez Sweat, his addition was incredible throughout the season. The Bears defense, ready to go. Locked and loaded. You know, last night on the show, I gave my five best, uh, my five biggest storylines for the Chicago Bears heading into this offseason. And my number two storyline was the Bears needing to find another edge rusher to go opposite Montez Sweat. I think it's a big deal. If you're able to do that, this team is going to be really, really dangerous defensively. You're going to win a lot of football games. The number one storyline is obviously what they'll do at quarterback with Justin Fields and Caleb Williams. You know, and maybe it's someone else. Who knows? By the time we get to the draft, maybe there's a different quarterback, Jane Daniels, Drake May, who pops up the draft boards, and maybe Caleb Williams is not the guy. Whatever it is, at number one. That's the storyline. The number one pick and what they'll do with Justin Fields. And so when I see people say, that the Bears are not the right or the best fit for that quarterback, especially Caleb Williams. It's just like, do you not realize that the Bears should be drafting this year if Carolina wasn't desperate last year? The Bears should be drafting ninth overall. They're a ninth overall draft pick team. That's their pick. The pick from Carolina is what this number one pick is. They're a 7-10 team. That's right on the outside of making noise in the playoffs, right on the outside of actually doing something from getting it done. And I think that's what's exciting. That's why I think Caleb Williams in a Bears uniform will fix a lot of the issues that we saw offensively with this team. Justin Fields just didn't process quick enough. And when teams set their sights on just blitzing the hell out of Justin Fields, he wasn't able to manipulate what that defense is doing quick enough, make quick decisions, and to be able to take advantage. I think Caleb Williams does have a leg up in that realm when it comes to quarterback play. He's also willing to throw it. And I think that's the other thing. Justin uh, was not willing to let it rip. It's like every play had to be perfect for him to try and get it done. And we saw flashes. It just was not consistent enough. And I do think the change of quarterback, that base level that Fields gave us last year, I think that new quarterback will be able to, if it's Caleb Williams, be able to come in and give that level of competency to the offense that Fields was giving you after three seasons. Therefore, it's an upgrade. And hopefully, he could be even better than that. And at that point, a 7-10 team with a quarterback that's a bit of an upgrade, now you're really talking. 
Now you're talking about a team that's competing for the playoffs. And that's certainly what we're looking at as Bears fans and hoping that we have in this next football season. So I've been thinking about a lot about the NFL, a lot about football. And I saw this from earlier uh, in the week. Uh, this is from yesterday. Adam Schefter was on the Pat McAfee show. This is what Schefter had to say about the Steelers possibly having interest in Justin Fields. We know that Pittsburgh's going to go out and get some type of quarterback, whether that's Ryan Tannehill, uh, whether that's Russell Wilson, oh, whether that's Justin Fields. Oh, uh, oh. Who, who, Justin Fields, I know uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. We'll keep that in mind during the offseason of the coming weeks. Wow. So there, there, there'll be a decision that that organization has to make in terms of the quarterback that they want to bring in. Uh, but they're not just going to leave it as Kenny Pickett, his starting job. Mike Tomlin made that very clear. So now it's which of these quarterbacks do they make a move for? Which one is somebody that they can go acquire? Uh, and wh- who fits into what they're willing to give up to a, either another team or to pay that player? So that's Adam Schefter yesterday on ESPN with Pat McAfee. Mike Tomlin has always liked Justin Fields. Keep, keep an eye on that. Schefter doesn't say stuff like that without having something uh, in the back pocket to back up where he's got it from or why he's saying it. So is Justin Fields a viable option for the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's definitely an upgrade. I think Justin Fields is still a good quarterback, and I think someone will be able to win with him. I would just question this for the Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there. If you go to Justin Fields, say you trade the 20th overall pick in the first round, for Justin Fields. Is that what you could, like, Justin Fields, I think, is worth the 20th pick. But when you look at the, the stack of the good quarterbacks and the teams that you have in the AFC, are you really contending with that? Like, when you look around the AFC, Justin Fields in a Steelers uniform, is that really any different than what the situation you currently have with Kenny Pickett? I mean, are you beating Baltimore? Are you beating Buffalo? Are you beating the Kansas City Chiefs, the world champs, back-to-back champions? There are good quarterbacks all over the AFC. In the East, you have Josh Allen, Tua Tungavailoa, Aaron Rodgers. In the North alone, you have Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Deshaun Watson. Sure. Maybe you could paint a picture where Fields has a better season than Deshaun Watson. Uh, He hasn't done it yet. Watson's still uh, around the same level as Fields. In the South, C.J. Stroud had a great season. Trevor Lawrence. Is Fields better than Lawrence? I don't know. I mean, you know, and then, then you look to Herbert with the Chargers and then obviously Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. There's a lot of good quarterback play in the AFC. And if the Steelers move the 20th pick for Justin Fields, as a Bears fan, I would love it. Are you kidding me? If somehow Ryan Poles walks out of this draft with three first-round picks, that would be amazing. I think all all Bears fans would get on board with that. Now, if, if Pittsburgh's only moving the second, okay, fine. I just wonder, like, even though Schefter's saying this, and even though the Steelers are going to try and upgrade the position, how much of an upgrade is Justin Fields compared to Kenny Pickett? I personally will take Fields. 
But is the upgrade enough for a team like Pittsburgh to move their 20th overall pick? That's what I have my sights on as a Bears fan. If Ryan Poles can pull that off, that would be pretty awesome. And I, I do think that that's the path that the Bears will go down, is that they will use the first overall pick on Caleb Williams. He will be the quarterback of the future. And then Ryan Poles will trade Justin Fields. And we'll see. Is someone else going to get desperate? Because if Pittsburgh wants him, like why wouldn't New England with the third pick? Or perhaps Tennessee at seven? Or Atlanta, which we were talking about the rumors of Caleb Williams would be perfect with Atlanta. Why wouldn't Atlanta make a run at Justin Fields? It's very, very interesting as we kind of head towards the NFL draft. 72 days away from the NFL draft, and I love it. We're talking football with you at 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Lucky Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Abdallah has the night off. Chris Fleck with you. We're on until 8 o'clock. Hanging out, talking football with you here at ESPN 1000 at 312-332-3776. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Charlie Bevins for producing tonight's show. And also, we'll return tomorrow night. At 6.30, 6.30 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. Yes, for good measure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I do want to get to this. Uh, before I talk about the Chicago Bulls, I, I do have a thought on the Bulls before we wrap up the show here tonight. I, I do want to get to this because I could not get this into the program last night. Um, it, it was a very uh, dramatic uh, situation that I, I had to deal with. Uh, and I, I wonder if anyone out there has ever experienced uh, this as well. Uh, yesterday, when I entered the office here at 190 North State Street, I removed my backpack, and I went to take my jacket off, and I noticed on the left side of my backpack, there was uh, pigeon crap, poop, all the way down on the side of my backpack, and then also on my jacket. Like, I clearly got nailed. Like, from above, target, heat-seeking missile, it found me. Hit the jacket, hit the backpack. Now, the jacket was okay because, you know, you take some cleaner, you take, you wipe it off, no, no big deal. Here's the problem that I found yesterday. With a backpack, there's a lot of material crevices. You know what I'm talking about? Like, where the... the the material meets the zipper. There's a lot of little small crevices in between all of that on the side of the backpack. And that's where the bird poop went is right down all of that. So when I went to wipe it off the backpack, it, it like smeared into those little crevices and like, (laughs) I didn't know what to do. So I essentially had to like douse my backpack in water and like soap 
to clean it off, but then it just pushed even farther into the crevices. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you look at a zipper and then like the materials around a zipper on a backpack, like there's more than just the one material coming to that meeting point. And like that, all of those little spots, it, that's where it like seeped into. And like crisis was averted. I, I cleaned it up. And then like when I got home, I was able to use, because like here's the other problem. You use a paper towel. The little pieces of the paper towel like rip off all over the little crevices and the, the zipper pieces as well. So even though you're removing the bird crap, you're also like forcing in the pieces of the paper towel into those little spots, those little little holes, crevices, wherever the, you know it sits there. Crisis was averted, got home, used a towel, like a like an actual microfiber towel, was able to really get in there and clean it. But you know, you live in the city of Chicago, you got the L tracks. Maybe you go under uh, overpasses on the highway, and you see it on the ground, and you think to yourself, I hope today's not the day that I get hit. And luckily, I didn't get hit in the head. Like, that would have been, I would have just turned around and gone home. I'm sorry, I'm on my way into work. Danny Zerman, director of content, I I got hit by a pigeon. Uh, My day's over. Because if that happens, I'm warning you now, I'm not showing up for the night show. If I get hit on my way in, I'm turning around and I'm going home. I'm not doing this. I'm I'm not going to, like, could you, like, that's brutal. And so that was my thought. It's like, it hit the backpack, hit everything. I'm all right. We're okay. But if that were to hit me in the head, that day would have been over in that spot. Chris Buck with you here on ESPN 1000. I did want to mention this before we go tonight. Uh, yesterday, the Chicago Bulls, they beat the Hawks 136 to 126. Io DeSumo was fantastic. In 39 minutes, he scored 29 points. He went 5 of 7 from 3. Kobe White gave you 20. Vooch gave you 24. And DeMar DeRozan gave you 29. So the Bulls beat a team in Atlanta that is in the conversation of the play-in games. That The, the Bulls are in that same conversation. Now, you lost to Orlando a couple nights before, and Orlando's in that same play-in category as the Atlanta Hawks and the Chicago Bulls are. And the Bulls, uh, this isn't a topic to kind of point out like, hey, maybe they can do something. I don't think that's true. But I do stand with the thought that I've had for a couple weeks now in that I like watching Io DeSumo and Kobe White develop and learn and play together in the backcourt over what we were seeing with... Zach Levine out there trying to get his and hoping that this team could really do something when they can't. I like watching the development of these two young players and the defense. You know, Kobe White's not a great defensive player, but he gives effort. I would assume so far in his young career, defense has been why he's been able to stay on the court. Now that he's hitting three point shots, that just adds to the value that IO brings to this Bulls team. And so I, I don't think that this is a grand statement beating the Hawks, a team that doesn't play any defense. Uh, you know, you're only a couple, you're a game away from the All-Star break. Tomorrow night, the Bulls are in Cleveland. 6.30 ESPN game, Cavs and Bulls. The Cavs have been one of the hottest teams in the NBA here in the last couple of weeks. The Bulls are 26-28, and 28, ninth in the conference. As they head into the All-Star break this weekend, like that's all they're playing for, is it, to get into the play-in round, and to watch the development of Io 
and Kobe, and I much prefer to watch that over what they were doing with Zach Levine out there and trying to salvage this core group that they thought they can contend with. It's just not the case. And so develop the two guys in the backcourt. Maybe Patrick Williams eventually develops a little bit more. Move off of Vooch and DeRozan in the future, and you got to shift. Shift the pivot. You have to pivot towards something different. And that's what we're looking at with this team. Chris Black here with you on ESPN 1000. We'll be back tomorrow night, 630, 630 to 8. Black and Abdallah right here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.